Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I'm being told 41 rock. 41? Rock. I love it. Not farty too? No, because. That'd be uh, too farty? Right. If you added two more, it'd be what? Too farty. Yeah. It's lovely out, isn't it? There's no wind. There's there's uh, enough of a melt where it's not too much. Mm-hmm. Not like yesterday's, uh, you know, glacier melt. It's tough, though, at, uh, say, 9 in the morning. You just don't trust those sidewalks. It still could be icy. No, no, Suchi's uh, a bad sense walking. of ice. It's a bad walking season. It's been a bad walking winter. And you can't get that full stride because you kind of restrict yourself, don't you? Oh, yeah, you get the uh, you get the Dom DeLuise shuffle, Ziggy Wolf shuffle. <laughs> you recall that, uh, well, we spoke about it yesterday. The uh, failed academy at the U of M had to bring out the police forces and force the so-called conservative speaker, Ben Shapiro, over to the St. Paul campus because the kids uh, uh, who don't agree with him would have, would have been made terribly uncomfortable if he packed Northrop Auditorium, for example. Right. Uh, here's who they were afraid of. In the wake of the latest school shooting, liberals only seem interested in gun control. Why is discussing school security and other bipartisan solutions controversial? Uh, Ben Shapiro has listed ways to keep students safe, discourage shooters, and potentially prevent the next tragedy, all without eroding Second Amendment rights. Liberals have turned the gun debate into a moral push, even though we should be able to find bipartisan, common-sense solutions like those of Ben Shapiro. Number one, the media should stop publicizing the shooters' names and faces and giving them infamous celebrity, something that encourages uh, future school shooters. Number two, lawmakers should consider measures that let family and close friends petition to have someone's gun rights suspended. Number, uh, if in fact, if there is enough evidence that they are dangerous. Number three, schools should increase their security, whether it's through fences or more armed personnel. We should be guarding our kids the same way we're guarding our bank, Shapiro said. Okay, what was to be afraid of there? I don't even think that's controversial. What's to be afraid of? Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Uh, when you when you break it down like that, it is amazing. What, what, what are they against? What are they even, against? Uh, even the, uh, the, uh, the kids on school who needed a safe room because Shapiro was coming to school, how could they argue with any of those? Particularly, lawmakers should consider measures that let family and close close friends petition to have someone's gun rights suspended if there is enough evidence that they are dangerous. Okay, meaning if if this evildoer that did this horrific thing in Florida, if he had an uncle or a grandma that said, you know, um, Neil is just, something's not right, he got expelled from school, let's take a look at him, we're yeah. a little bit worried We're going to put his gun, we'd like to hold his guns for a while. Okay, uh, I, I think that'd be fantastic. I, uh, I would be for that. Yeah. I, I would be for that before I would be for an outright banning of all guns because that that. But the but the Shapiro that the kids would have feared would have had to have said something like, uh, "We should give every kid an AR-15. We should uh, uh-huh. uh, every kid get free bullets at the corner." I mean, that that would be controversial. Yes, there's there's nothing controversial about common sense. But 
he's got that conservative label that was slapped on him by the news gatherers. So therefore, when he comes to a college campus, we have to uh, bring out four or five police departments in case the kids made uncomfortable misbehave. Plus, you know what never got, never got reported on? Because reporting isn't what it used to. What were his remarks the other night? No, no one reported on that. The only thing that got reported on was that he was here, and as a result of him being here, we had to call out law enforcement. It's a shame. I wonder what he report. I wonder what he said. Yeah, I didn't go, so I can't. I can't help out. But I, I guess I'd like to know that as well. Now, uh, Governor Dayton has found something he can handle. Uh, he can't handle a uh, license registration. Okay, what? but he can handle. This is school bus driver appreciation day. <laughs> uh-huh. What, uh huh. What? Why? Uh, because because he can he can We're make looking it for something. He okay. can make it so. That's very uh, nonpartisan. Yep. He's. I think he's working with both sides on this issue. I hope so. Yeah. I hope. What so. do we do? Do we have ice cream social? Do we? My favorite sign is right over here. There's a school bus yard, and yeah. they're looking for drivers. No experience necessary. <laughs> I've always thought I've looked twice at that. Yeah, that's. I want some experience. Right. I want experience. I want experience. Yeah. Today is school bus driver appreciation day. Hmm. Okay, congratulations to all bussies out there that follow procedure. Well, you have to follow the procedure, Matt. You have to. Can't uh, have any sleepers. If you leave or... a sleeper on board, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And you're done. <clears throat> Rick? Hail you. So it's this Ben Shapiro guy. The deal was is wherever he goes, there's usually the liberal following of protesters that... Hello. 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 Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Try again. Am I on the air? Yes, you are. Ben uh, Spiel, the point was, is when he usually goes and makes speeches, he has a liberal following that wants to protest his speech and disrupt it and all that. And it was talked about that that would happen when he came to St. Paul to you. And they, the U responded with, we're not going to give you any extra protection. Well, a conservative group at the U stated, well, if it was a left-leaning speaker, you guys would have all the protection to protect from protesters. We have nothing. We're scared that we are going to be harmed because that's what's happened when Ben Shapiro given speeches at other colleges. I believe he spoke at Berkeley, and it created a riot, and people got injured and hurt all because of their political beliefs in giving a speech. Right. So there, it's just, once again, there, it's, no one can have a free speech family without being, you know, harassed. Right. right. Thank you. Uh, well, again, the, the simple way to look at this is uh, provide me the evidence for your finding Shapiro so disagreeable. For example, if you want to call him a racist, what's your evidence? You don't have any. That's how Mysterians are labeling anybody that doesn't agree with them. They have no counter arguments to anything. Once again, I refer you to the Amy Wax piece in the Wall Street Journal a week or so ago. Law professor at Penn State wrote that uh, American values that worked between World War II and the and about 1990s uh, were valuable, and she was uh, vilified. But no one came forward to tell her why those values wouldn't work. They just vilified her to the point where her dean would just as soon have her leave her position. <laughs> Tolerance. No, where, where's your argument? Right. Where's the argument? Uh, what is this? Tom? Hey, Joe. Hi. 
say the event was actually broadcast live online and my wife and I watched. And, you know, really it was pretty much a stock speech that you could see him give online, but it focused largely on free speech on campus, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see just how far gone we are, just check out the story on your own website, Pioneer Press, mm-hmm. and see the comments that follow the story from a couple of days ago. Shapiro is being labeled a neo-fascist, white supremacist. And I pointed out that, well, basically the gist of his speech was that, yes, there are certain groups in America that have been historically kept down. We need to do all we can for them. He pointed out the things that you regularly point out. You should wait to have children until you're married. You should get an education, et cetera. Yeah. For this, he's labeled a hate monger. Right, right. And, you know, Joe, one thing, though, that I didn't see followed up on, uh, two things, actually, quick, if you'll indulge me. One was he always puts people who disagree with him to the front of the line. Right. But because the venue was so small, there was really no one there that disagreed, which was too bad. Right. Because a person would have welcomed us. Um, The other thing, though, was that one person did speak up who works for the university, and he said he he challenged Shapiro because he said, look, Ben, I realize that your staff is telling people that you, we booted you to a smaller room. But he said, we've got emails to prove that this was the only venue available on the day you said you were available. Right. Shapiro seemed a little flustered and said, if that's the case, he will do a complete mea culpa. But I'm just surprised that no media sources have picked up on this. And I frankly would be glad to know myself. Right. All right, thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Why don't we uh, take a short time out, if that's okay? That sounds good to me. All right. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. But school bus driver appreciation day. It is. It is. Yeah. Does Clayton have a story? Clayton from Wilmer. Hi, Clayton. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Good. I just wanted to let you know I'm I'm a little bit offended. I don't think the governor got it right. Okay. I'm a. I drive bus for the county. I think we deserve appreciation too. What do you mean? Are you a school bus driver? Well, no, but I drive kids. School, but I drive for the county. I think it should be bus driver appreciation day instead of school bus driver. Maybe maybe non-school bus drivers have their own day. <laughs> All right. Every or, day. or just, you know what, just consider the fact that you're also being honored. Yeah. Okay. Thank All you, right. Joe. All right. Have you, did you see a piece in the Pioneer Press? I don't know if it's a million, uh, I don't know what this is. You can now have people bring gas to your house for your car? Uh, I saw this, and I... uh, Is it a million-dollar idea? It's called Yoshi. I saw it it as being uh, gas management. Or is it a sign that we've reached... Gas management. Well, not only gas management, but have we reached the ultimate sign of laziness? That's that's what I saw. You know what? Gas up your car... Uh, at the essay or well, let's holiday. not. You know, maybe these guys are onto something. It's called Yoshi, a startup on-demand vehicle care service. Announced that it is expanding services to Minneapolis, St. Paul, Edina, and Woodbury. Car owners can order gas, oil changes, car washers, 
washes, and other maintenance services directly to their vehicle through a Yoshi app. I'm not sure this is all that bad. I saw it completely different. Frequent stops at the gas station and service station for fueling and maintenance are a nuisance and an interruption for today's busy consumers, Yoshi CEO Nick Alexander said recently. Yoshi was designed to help make car owners' lives easier, delivering on-site refueling and car maintenance to give people back some time in their day. Uh, and I'm and I'm wondering oh, and I'm wondering why there will be driverless cars. If we're to the point where this company has found a niche providing convenience to people who think it's too inconvenient to stop for gas, it's no wonder there's going to be driverless cars. Right. Maybe you could send the driverless car to the gas station for you. Weekly refueling for members costs 7 bucks plus the price of gas. Drivers can also choose a monthly membership with free weekly deliveries priced at 20 bucks. Members earn Yoshi points when spending on services with one point for every dollar spent on gas and two points per dollar spent on other services such as windshield cleaning and wiper replacements. Rewards include free gas, car washes, and more. Minneapolis and St. Paul is the eighth market the startup has moved into. The company hopes to expand to 25 cities by the end of the year. This might be a million-dollar idea they've come up with. Huh? I... How would they do the oil change? Well... Well, right can, there I, or pick up your well, car? Well, I, I do them at home, so I guess it's doable, but that means they're going to come in, lay down on your garage floor, and get the filter off, and change your oil. That's uh, not all bad. Uh, okay. And then how are they going to wash not... your car? Do you have to provide the hose? That's what I don't... It's, it's, there's so many unanswered questions, and I just saw it as, uh, like booze, you got to have inventory management. You have to have gas management. You... Uh, you really have to be precious and busy to not stop at the. That's but, what I saw. But think, think of the entrepreneurship that's being applied to the concept of making your life easier. You can. There's apps to have someone come over and walk your dog when you're not home. Okay. There's apps to have a, a even when you're home, someone to take the dog out. Now there's a, an app you can hit. Uh, well, Uber and Lyft were examples of that. Yes. And now there's an app where you can uh, tap your button on your phone and somebody brings gas, gasoline, to your house. Okay, where, now you're, you're bringing me leading? back your way because it's some entrepreneur that says, people are so lazy, I'm going to capitalize on this. Well, this okay. Guy, this guy wants to be in 25 markets. He might make a fortune. Well, now you're making me come a little back. Come back. You're reeling me in a little bit here. Well, so so in other words, the the new wave of entrepreneurship is capitalizing on the fact that you think people can't do anything anymore or don't want to because it inconveniences their busy lives. Where could this possibly end? Hmm. There might be a, an app you can hit where somebody shows up at your house and makes toast in the morning. Really? Makes your coffee and your toast. Boy, if it comes to that. Or follow you around in the morning while you, and read the paper to you while you're getting ready for to get in your driverless car. <laughs> I don't know where this is headed. It's amazing. And I can see where people would use this. I'm going to call Yoshi. I need gas. And as long as they're here, I think I'm going to say, why don't you wash the car? Tim? Yes. I was wondering, like, when it's slippery out and a driverless car slides in and kills you, who's at fault? I have no idea. I don't either. No idea. 
I don't know okay. the role of insurance uh, that we'll be uh, uh, playing, but uh, let me stick with this for a moment. We're, we're on to something. Uh, I don't know if fortunes will be made, but money will be made by the people who keep dreaming up ways to provide you the services that you would normally do and have you think that you shouldn't be doing them because it's too much of a stretch in your busy day. So I'm trying to think uh, uh, of others. There's all, well, obviously there's already lawn services and shoveling services and gardening services and landscaping services and uh, Uber and Lyft and dog walking and dog cleanup. And now we're going to bring gas lean to your house. Uh, it's amazing. Amazon, Amazon, Kelly. Hey, Joe. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm out in North Carolina, and we have the toll service car detailing people that will come to your business. Yeah. They bring everything: generators, pressure washers, vacuum cleaners, and they have a big old water tank in the back of their van. And they will come to your place of business and do what? Completely vacuum out your car, wash the outside, everything. Really? Yep. All right, thank you. Hey, wait, 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 before you let him go. Kelly, are you listening in North Carolina, or are you from there? I'm from Hidden, and I listen every day with the app out here. Okay. Well, you're you're in the service, aren't you, Kelly? Uh, Delivery service. All right, all right, thank you. He's in the service. Yeah, that's service. That's (laughs) service. Thank you. Well, now that he mentions that, I recall... Uh, in Durham, North Carolina, mm-hmm. where I would frequently visit years ago, you could go to, say, a mall parking lot, and there would be a service there to wash your car. And they got the big tank on the back of the pickup truck, and they got a couple of guys, and bing, bang, boom. Really? You you give them what I can't remember what they, I even used it once. You did? Yeah. And, uh, you so are you, one of the lazies, huh? Well, no, it was my kid's car. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to the mall or wherever I was going, and I and I thought, well, what the hell? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Let's say 15 bucks. Okay. You come out, the car's washed and dried. That's pretty good. So I guess I shouldn't be shocked that somebody's going to bring gas to your house. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess. I is guess. John Height ready? Uh, he will be very soon. It's sunny and 41 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Eric Stahl, three goals and two assists to combine with linemates Mikhail Granlund and Jason Zucker for 14 points. That helped the Wild beat St. Louis last night 8-3. That is the seventh straight loss for the Blues. Up next, for Minnesota, they play at Arizona on Thursday, followed by a game at Colorado on Friday. Twins with split squad action today down in Florida. Right now, uh, they are playing Tampa Bay. It's 2-1 to Rays in the fifth. In that ballgame for the Twins, Byron Buxton 2-2 two for two with a home run and an RBI. Aaron Slager started. He went three innings, gave up four hits and one run. Uh, in the other game, uh, it's a 2-2 two to two ball game. The Astros and Twins are tied. A-Ray Edranza with two RBIs for the Twins. Steven Gonsalves started for the Twins, went two and two-third, gave up four hits. And one run. Big Ten tournament time. It's underway in New York City tonight. The Gophers will play Rutgers at 7 o'clock. Now, do they have to win that to keep going? That's correct, yes. So this is very well could be the end of their season tonight. Uh, uh, could be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some people might say mercifully, but you're right. right. <laughs> News notes from today. Republican Stuart Mill says he won't run for Congress again, despite Representative Rick Nolan's retirement. Stewie! Mill said in November he wouldn't challenge Nolan, a Democrat, for a third time. But when Nolan recently announced plans to retire, Mill said he was reconsidering. But Mill said in a Facebook posting last night that he decided against running. Several Democrats have expressed interest in the Northeast Minnesota seat. Pete Stauber, a St. Louis County Commissioner and a retired Duluth police officer, is running on the Republican side. Minneapolis police say one person is dead and a suspect remains at large after a shooting last night. Sergeant Darcy Horn said officers called at about 610 to the 700 block of East 18th Street. Reports of a shooting. When officers got there, they located a male victim. They provided first aid on the scene. The man later died at Hennepin County Medical Center. Investigators think the victim and suspect exchanged words before shots were fired. Suspect fled on foot. Police say it's unknown. If the suspect and the victim knew each other, police still looking for that shooter. Attorney General Jeff Sessions pushing back against President Trump's latest insult today, prolonging their uh, public spat. Trump chastised Sessions this morning over an investigation into alleged surveillance abuses, calling his approach disgraceful. His entire tweet read, Why is AG Jeff Sessions asking the Inspector General to investigate potentially massive FISA abuse? Will take forever, has no prosecutorial power, and already late with reports on Comey. Isn't the IG an Obama guy? Why not use Justice Department lawyers? And then in caps, the president wrote, Disgraceful. Shouty caps? Shouty caps. Responding to Trump's tweet a little later in the morning, the Attorney General said in a statement the Justice Department initiated the appropriate process that will ensure complaints against this department to be fully and fairly acted upon if necessary. As long as I'm I'm the Attorney General, I will continue to discharge my duties with integrity and honor, and this department will continue to do its work in a fair and impartial manner according to the law and Constitution. It's an awful long tweet for him. That was not a tweet. That was a statement. Oh, he so instead of going in a Twitter war, he actually put yeah, a statement Sessions out. Sessions put out a statement. Okay. Before releasing his statement, Sessions left a Billy Graham event in the Capitol this morning, was asked for a response to the president's tweet. He said, I'm not commenting on that this morning. Thank you. Asked if he has discussed the criticism directly with the president. Sessions just said, thanks, and left the area. Hmm. Dick Sporting Goods will immediately end sales of assault-style rifles in its stores and won't sell guns to anyone under 21 years old after the uh, school shooting in Parkland, Florida. Didn't they say this after Newtown, Connecticut? It seems to me they did the same thing. Oh, really? I don't recall. I'm not sure about that, so we're fact-based, so never mind. It's a we don't know that. Dick's chairman and CEO, Edward Stack, said on Good Morning America today that after the shooting, the company felt it needed to do something. Stack says the gunman, Nicholas Cruz, had purchased a gun at a Dick's store, but not the one used in the school shooting. Stack says that the system that's in place won't stop sales to dangerous people and said lawmakers have to do something. Stack said Dick's is prepared for any potential backlash, but will not change its policies on gun sales. Am I going to be able to buy my kid his first gun if he wants to trap shoot in high school? Sure. A longtime milkman delivered more than what the labels on his packages promised, smuggling marijuana, tobacco, and cell phones into an Ohio prison hidden inside milk cartons. Ray Adams was in contact with an inmate at Lebanon Correctional Facility who facilitated the deliveries and set up payments, according to the Warren County Prosecutor David Fornchell. Adams, an employee of Martin's Ferry-based United Dairy, made thousands of dollars sneaking the item in over time. On January 8th, authorities searched the nearly 30,000 milk cartons that Adams was delivering that day and found contraband, including 12 cell phones in 30 of the cartons. 50-year-old Adams has not yet entered a plea in charges of conveying drugs and cell phones. Ohio began relying on outside companies to deliver milk to prisons after they sold off 
their dairy cows in 2016. Reducing contraband was one of the several factors the prison's director cited at the time in support of the move. Before making deliveries, Adams would meet a contact at a nearby highway gas station and get substitute milk cartons containing the contraband before he entered the prison, and an inmate would take it from there. Papa John's Pizza and the NFL announcing they have mutually decided to terminate their longstanding partnership, and it didn't take long for the NFL to announce a new official pizza sponsor. Uh, today, Pizza Hut. The NFL announced that they had gone into business together. Okay. Terry left it. How about something like Angelo's Pizza or Red Savoy? That means Pizza Hut pays the league. Yes. To be this official pizza sponsor. Terry Lefton of Sports Business Daily reports the NFL's deal with Pizza Hut is worth more than its deal with Papa John's was. Uh, I doubt that he'll go broke, but Elton John was snubbed in his mother's will. While a former personal assistant at the heart of a long-running feud between them was left almost $400,000. The 70-year-old singer made peace with his mother, Sheila Fairbrother, shortly before she died in December at the age of 92. But she reportedly left half of her $735,000 fortune to former personal assistant and chauffeur Bob Haley. Sheila was also said to have changed her will just a few weeks before her death. The rest of the money reportedly split between Elton's half-brother, Frederick Fairbrother, and friend Deborah Woodward. Elton was left two urns and some family photos. You know, if you have a neat name like Fairbrother, yeah. why would you change it to John? Yeah. Elton Fairbrother. That sounds right. pretty cool to me. Yeah, especially for a British rock star. Right. Or if you have the name Reginald, <coughs> you know. Was that his name? Was that his real name? Reginald Dwight. Yeah, you're right. I that thought his name right. was uh, Fairbrother. No, that's his other brother. His half-brother. <laughs> Reginald Dwight I think was his per- Perhaps she remarried, it sounds like, a fellow named Fairbrother because his half-brother's name is Fairbrother. So she probably I see. was married. What's fair, after. brother? Mm-hmm. You hop on the bus and say the bussy, what's fair, brother? Reginald Fairbrother. <laughs> well, Reginald Dwight, <laughs> yeah. which is what it, it was his first father, who yeah. he was still at Mr. odds with. Mr. Dwight. Yeah. All right. Uh, President <laughs> Trump has reached an informal deal with Boeing. You think mom just thought Reginald was, was a fancy dresser for a while and... Yeah. Just like the outrageous <laughs> costumes, you think she was in on it? I think she was in on it. Okay. Uh, President Donald Trump has reached an informal deal with Boeing to provide the next generation presidential aircraft. White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley said the president negotiated a $3.9 billion fixed price contract for the new planes, known as Air Force One, of course, when the president's on board. It follows years of negotiations between Boeing and the U.S. Air Force and President Trump's personal intervention since the election. In December 2016, the president tweeted that costs for the program were out of control, more than $4 billion, cancel order. Boeing Chief Executive Dennis Muhlenberg met multiple times with the president to talk about Air Force One's contract. Uh, Gidley said the agreement would save the taxpayers more than $1.4 billion. The first plane officially called Air Force One carried President Dwight Eisenhower back in 1959, but it was President John Kennedy who brought the plane into the jet age. The current fleet is comprised of two Specially modified Boeing 747s, first used by President George H.W. Bush in 1990. The two planes have carried every president since, from Bill Clinton to George W. Bush to Barack Obama, at a cost of about $180,000 per hour. It contains state-of-the-art defenses that include in-flight refueling capabilities, a top-secret anti-missile system, and a blast-resistant outer skin rumored to be able to withstand a nuclear blast. Don't let President Trump design anything because he'll just paint it all gold. Do you think the average uh, uh, gay GLer 
was thrilled with uh, Johnny Weir, or did they think Johnny Weir was being played for a sap during the Olympics? Uh, my guess would be Johnny Weir was being played, even though I love him. I mean, he, he was on display. It yeah. was it was it was a peacock show. Yes, and he looked like Pee Wee Herman with the hair and the whole. I, deal. I think Johnny Weir. And was I'm being wondering played. if the average gay GLer looked at that and said, "Man, uh, this on. is this is you're yeah. looking like a complete right. idiot." Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, my read. Just a random thought that I had had yeah. nothing to do with Kenny. Johnson. Yeah. Kenny loved him. Yeah. Yeah. He he said that on the air. So. Kenny loves everybody. All right. Yeah. Uh -huh. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Souchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Joe, a beautiful day again out there. Today. Lovely. Yeah, 41, we have partly sunny skies, some high thin clouds down to our south. I think any moisture that does form tonight will be mainly to the south and southeast of the Twin Cities. We may get some flurries or a little drizzle after midnight. 26 for the overnight low. Northwest winds around 5. Tomorrow then, decrease in clouds, a little cooler with a high of near 36. Northwest winds around 5 to 10. Partly sunny and mild though for Friday. High then of around 38. Saturday, partly sunny, breezy and mild, 42. Sunday, rain likely. Maybe even a thunder shower in there Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Still mild with a high temperature in the lower 40s. But then on Monday, some cooler air starts to mix in, especially by Monday evening. Could change the rain over to snow, and snow likely Monday night into Tuesday, and possibly flurries on Wednesday even. Uh, so it's probably going to give us enough to shovel and plow during that uh, couple-day period from Monday night into Tuesday when the heaviest snow should fall. Temperatures drop into the upper 20s for highs Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Going for a high today of about uh, 43 or so. We're at 41 right now, Joe. All right, thank you. Chris, go ahead. Thank you for waiting. Chris? Uh, Sean. I'm sorry. Sean? Oh, that's yeah. my bad. I had Chris up there. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> How are you doing, Deacon? Good. 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 See, you know, I was going to touch base quickly on that uh, million-dollar idea that you were reading about. Yep. I, um, I was down in Florida a couple years back and uh, met a guy who's got that same type of business. He's got... Um, kind of a retrofitted um, minivan that has um, this sheeting that comes out of the out of the van, goes over the vehicle, so they can work on tires, they can work on brakes, they can do oil changes. They have power washers within the, the unit itself. It's quite the little setup that, you know, I was thinking if, a, you know, if a young guy coming out of treatment like I was, you know, looking for an opportunity, that would have been a hell of a business to get into. You just got to want to work it. Yeah, you got to work hard at it. But I bet, I bet this gas uh, delivery thing is going to be a big hit. No doubt. Yeah. I, you know, as I was sitting here thinking, you know, I've I've had several times where I've been mowing the lawn and I'm out of gas and I'm going, yeah, I got to go and get gas now. Yeah. You know, and looking around, the neighbors aren't there and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. But I have, uh, I've been in situations where if it would be that convenient, I'd call them. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Joe. Take care now. Yep. Stu? Hey, Mayor. How are you doing today? Good. A uh, couple things. 
Uh, Johnny's doing a bit. Uh, you're you're missing the point. He's a designer, so he's selling all that weird stuff that he's wearing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, he uh, and uh, uh, Tara are best friends. He was a maid of honor at her wedding. <laughs> I I heard that the other night. He was wearing a tiara. Yep, and uh, they uh, also uh, Dix did once at Sandy Hook canceled all kinds of orders for black rifles and uh, that's why they went bankrupt a couple of years ago okay all right. and then and then also mayor you got a lot it, on your mind it, don't you it, it's makokada what did i say mokikada or some i tried to pronounce it for you uh, phonetically but it's makokata oh down in iowa the town uh, where the uh, bagger was from yeah it's makokada makokada all right yep. thank you you're welcome, Mayor. Have good luck. Might we turn back to the governor who declared this school bus driver day? Please. The uh, uh, Dayton uh, wants another 10 mil to clean up the uh, license mess with the DMV. And uh, Representative Paul Torkelson, a Republican from Hanska, is saying uh, he's chairman of the House Transportation and Finance Committee. He said, we want accountability. We want assurances that we aren't simply throwing more good money after bad. And uh, But the threat is, look, if you don't give us this $10 million, uh, we can't fix this, and we'll have to lay off employees who are desperately needed to fix it. Well, they haven't fixed it yet. So It should uh, be such a priority. So, uh, and the request doesn't stop there. The DFL governor seeks a total of 43 more mil to fix the Minnesota licensing and registration system after spending $93 million on the project so far. But they need a, they need a cash call right Unreal. now. They need a cash call right, right now right. of $10 mil. Uh, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution, Dayton said. Well, Dayton, you're the problem. I think we got a problem. Your people have been the problem. But here's my favorite part. I won't read the whole piece. It's a front-page piece on the uh, Star Tribune today, as well it should have been, uh, the play story. Uh in addition to removing staff, uh, oh, if they want to have oversight, if they want to have some reasonable measure of control in addition to accountability, we can certainly talk about that, Dayton said. As though that should be negotiable? Uh, right. That's uh, that's what we demand. Accountability is, is negotiable? No. The political class operates on a parallel rail than the rest of us. You have spent $93 million so far, and you blew it. Now you want another $43 million, and you instantly, as part of that $43 million, you need $10 million as a cash call, or you're going to have to lay off employees, and without those employees, you're claiming you can't fix the system, but you're talking about the same employees who haven't been able to fix the system. Maybe it's not some individual employee. Well, it's got to be some individual's fault. At some point, you got to be able to point to somebody and say, uh, Betty or, or Bob uh, couldn't handle the problem here. And thus, uh, we have this uh, terrible situation. Uh, there's been hearings and, and God knows what else. But uh, if they don't get the $10 million by Thursday, said Dana Bailey, Minnesota's uh, Internet something technology executive director of projects and initiatives, they would have to suspend contracts with workers, severely delaying upgrades to the system and pushing back their timeline by at least half a year. So the Gov had uh, breakfast with House and Senate leaders Tuesday and said he told them that the problems the state will face and told them about the problems the state will face if they don't get the money. So in other words, we continue to fail. You keep giving us more money with there's no end being in sight. I, I, 
shouldn't even euphorians and people who live in liberal lakes in diversityville uh you all pay taxes shouldn't you be outraged at this uh your guy couldn't handle this it's a it's a miserable failure uh the deputy registrar's offices are some of them are uh stretched now they can't make a living because of this screw up and uh if we don't get 10 million, you give us, ten, they're holding a gun to the, to the legislature saying, you got to give us another 10 million right now. Uh, otherwise, For what? Uh, otherwise we'll be delayed another half year on this. What a miserable mistake somebody made. You've spent 93 million so far and you haven't done anything. It's unbelievable. You haven't accomplished anything. It's like listening to resiliency officers who've resigned and then write letters of gibberish saying, <laughs> well, you know, we had to adapt and we didn't adapt and you have to be ready. And uh, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. We're uh, the taxpayers in this state are uh, handsomely taxed and you'll be even more so uh, now that we know they need another 10 million right now. the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe suchere live in the tcl broadcast studios my phone says 44 we're two degrees warmer than santa fe new mexico <laughs> uh -huh. i'll take it any day it's 83 where the twins have spring training aha Say, uh, uh, much more to get to, including uh, an appearance by the Great Denier. I am the Great Denier. You're very much so. Right. I believe the climate changes uh, because I believe it always has and always will. But uh, there, are the, the Great Denier uh, has found a reason to weigh in. Mm. And he will. He'll be making an oh, appearance. Oh, okay. 1,500. I got the pipes today, too, don't I? You do have the Barry Whites going. Dual exhaust. Yeah, I wish I didn't. Yeah. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. You said it yourself. It's what? 44. Okay. 